2: Thanks for hanging out. Welcome into Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. Loaded up, we will talk plenty of coaching, search, thoughts, and name. Not names, but name that is out there. Uh, can join us today. Can dial up at 466 377 76800 825 5865. Can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com, and watch the show as always on ESPN, Lincoln, Facebook, and Twitter. It's also, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. Give us a follow at Schmidt underscore radio and at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. We'll check in with Jay Moore uh, sometime between now and 6. And we'll also spend time at five with Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. So here's my story. Crashed out, I'm old, or I'm getting older. And long and short, put myself in a food coma last night. That should not surprise many. Was out at seven, woke up at midnight to the uh, chagrin of missed text messages as the rumor mill swirled. Smoke. Again, for one, Matt Rule. I uh, missed an Elijah Herbal text. I missed a text from other people we keep in contact with. And then I went back to sleep and I woke up and was ready for a press conference today. One did not happen. I don't know that one happens tomorrow. Uh, I have given up on throwing the dart at the dartboard. I'm not Ted Lasso. I'm not accurate. So I'm just going to sit back keep my ear to the ground, and hope this thing finishes out. It's, it's been wild. It's been wild the last two weeks. It's been quiet until the old levy broke a couple Thursdays ago. And the name that is back, the name that is talked about with private jets and flights and connecting the dots is, is Matt Rule. And uh, just to reiterate, Matt Rule, we talked to Paul Meyerberg way back when. Is this a month ago to the day? Uh, a little over a month. It was October 11th. Okay, October 11th. Matt Rule fired October 10th. Yes. Monday show, Tuesday show, Paul Meyerberg, who, listen, Paul has done great work for a long time with USA Today College football. We'll see him at Big Ten Media Days. And Paul has, because he's a national writer, had a chance to, wow, this is a pretty interesting national story going on in Philadelphia with Temple and a guy named Matt Rule, an old Penn State player. Wow. He jumped from Temple to Baylor and did some pretty impressive things from uh, one of 11 to 11 wins. Then he gets the knock for a boatload of money to the NFL and it didn't work. I've always been pro rule. I've been pro-Aranda, I've been pro-Leopold, I've been pro-Mickey. I think there's a lot of climbing. I think there's a ton of really good candidates out there. I think there's a few that are in position to take this job, and there's even fewer in position to do this job the way it needs to be done so we're not back here three, four, five years later. And I think Matt Rule is one of those guys, and I said it a month ago, I said it three weeks ago, I'm saying it again today, and Paul Meyerberg pretty much sold me. And what sells me the most about a guy like Matt Rule, if that indeed happens, whenever the timeline is, if there's a timeline uh, that's going to stretch beyond Wisconsin into Iowa week, or if it's after Iowa week, is... Is he? He was, <laughs> he was a fish out of water. He's a New York dude that went to Happy Valley, that went to Philly, and then went to Waco. And what he do? He made some really smart hires, and he made this is very Osborne esque. What did what did Coach Osborne do in the the late seventies, early eighties? He hired two, fan three fantastic. High school football coaches in the state of Nebraska. Frank Solich at Lincoln Southeast. Uh, you had Milt Teniper out west in McCook. And Dan Young at Westside. Pretty sure Dan was at Westside. Forgive me if I've screwed that up. Point is, is you got the western part of the state. You got Lincoln. You got Omaha. And those guys were incredible. Incredible at finding kids Uh, in the 500-mile radius or New Jersey or in Binkelman, They did a wonderful job of getting in-state and out-of-state, and they, true to their eyes, right, they saw linemen that had really good feet. They saw tough kids. They saw athletes. They coached them up. They developed. They built for depth. And you get the uh, the, – that's what Rule did, is he went out and he hired a couple of high school coaches from the state of Texas – and here's what Paul Meyerberg had to say. Maybe you've seen it on Twitter. It's part of what's trending. Uh, we're pretty proud of that at Hale Varsity Radio. Un momento. Okay. One minute and action. And action. And Wait, which, which cut do you want? Let's talk about the high school coaches. Let's talk about the high school coach. I had the wrong cut pulled up. That's You're me. fine. No, you're good. Me my fault i audibled nobody heard it and uh, we're going to go with the high school coaches to me that's it that's that's can you can you come to an unfamiliar place make ends and it was very important to recruit the state of texas
3: but just from the pure x's and o's and personnel there there are similarities in terms of what he needs to do to rebuild Uh, Nebraska's pipeline of the offensive line, to rebuild a sense of toughness and physicality that's been missing from the program for about a decade. Those are things that I believe he's really equipped to improve right away. And more so than that, I I just feel like his ability to connect with people, to connect with players, um, may not have suited him well on the NFL level where it's a very different environment, a different day-to-day work grind, a different um, sort of conversation that you have daily with players compared to college players. But I do think that what he does really well is build that rapport and build that sort of continuity of intent, continuity of purpose. Um, in Texas, for example, I can tell you three or four years later, if you polled 300 Texas high school coaches today and asked them who their favorite coach in football is, I promise you and I guarantee you the majority would say Matt Rule. And that's three or four years down the road, three or four years, and see stepped foot in that state. That's the kind of relationship he built in that insular community um, to bring Baylor and put them back on the map. So, He's very, very smart, he's very intelligent, and he's very well conditioned to embrace this rebuilding process. And you know and all your listeners know from watching him on Saturdays or this past Friday, uh, the intent is there, I think, for Nebraska with Mickey Joseph. I think they play hard, um, but they need someone, in my opinion, who can bring this thing to its fruition and to its final point. It's not just enough to play hard. You have to bring in all the pieces. Uh, Matt's shown an ability to do that at two different stops in two very adverse circumstances. And in comparison, I don't think Nebraska is, is in the same ballpark.
2: Trev laid out his vision. Tough, line of scrimmage oriented, both lines, and build. Right? We've been talking about building or remodeling or tearing down, building back up. And Saturday was a low point in exhibition of just where you are at your worst when it comes to having to lean on your depth. It wasn't Nebraska's top quarterback and they're going against a fearsome Wolverine defense. It was two injured backup quarterbacks and you can't run the ball. And your poor defense is did isn't going to matter anyway against Michigan, but you that defense is hung in and hung in and hung in. And then your offensive coordinator gets wiped out, and he's still, damn it, I'm not going to the hospital. Put me upstairs and let me get the headset. So Whipple's still calling plays. God love him for, for sticking it out. <laughs> that looked awful. But Nebraska's got to build, and you're going to build on the line of scrimmage. Nebraska had a really good quarterback in in Casey Thompson is he going to be available Saturday don't know but the offense kind of built around what he can do for your offense right you got to you got to build around your line and no matter what your circumstance you can always lean on the big five dudes up front maybe seven if we're talking getting back to depth where the the backup guard is ready to go and there's minimal drop off that's a pipe dream right now hmm. But you look at some of the comments in, uh, you have Jamie saying, follow the rule. Very well done. That's a T-shirt. Jamie's also asking, is it tomorrow? Uh, Jeff wants to know if there's a law saying how long a contract Nebraska head coaches can have. Some states have it. I don't believe so because Scott had five and then got extended two. And yes, top assistants are needed. It comes back to the the Mickey question, the Bush question. Who do you keep on staff? Here's the other question, Elijah. We've thrown out and we've gone over 400 names. Who do you love? Who do you hate? Hate sounds wrong and, and a little bit too intense. But there's names that either hit you right or hit you wrong. And, and Rule's one of those guys that has hit me right. Aranda's one of those guys that have hit me right. Leipold's absolutely a guy that hits me right. And I thought Mickey, God, if, if, if Mickey just, I, he has done nothing wrong except manage a two-alarm fire that's turned into a four-alarm fire with injuries and lack of depth, all he's done is the right thing. All he's done is recruit his butt off. All he's done is take it on the chin for the program, and all he's done is be positive and keep the kids focused. They'll play hard again, and they're supposed to, but that's real hard to see in a lot of instances if they've been similar to this. So I I, I hope that whoever it is, uh, you, you get Mickey and you get Bush and you get Applewhite, and we can talk about some other assistants, but those are the three guys I think – have done a good job can help you win and it, it who knows if Mickey's got something on his desk or not to sign somewhere else. It, that's that's another question and another topic. But Rule's a guy that has done this and maybe he wants to get back in it. The other side of the rule coin here, Elijah, is do you sit out a year? See a guy that sits or if you sit, do you lose demand? That's that's the question. And listen, you can poke holes in every name. You can poke holes in O'Brien, you can poke holes in in Leopold, you can poke holes in Kleiman, you can poke no one's been perfect this year, right? Can't really poke a hole in Dabo, can't really poke a hole in Saban, can't really poke a hole in, in what Ohio State's done. And the holes that people poked in Rule, you've got some 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 vocal feedback. That are the anti rule crowd. And those voices say, well, he was garbage in the NFL. So was Saban. Well, he inherited talent and, and help. Well, no, he only had 45 scholarship guys at Baylor. Uh, Temple, you talk to, we talked to 100 coaches because they know it. They know it best. And they're like, dude, if you can win at Temple, <laughs> that's, that's, Pretty impressive. Who's with us? we got Paul on the line. Paul, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead.
3: Hey, guys. Don't you think if it was going to be Matt Rule, we would have heard by now?
4: I would say no, simply because the timing necessarily to do it right now doesn't quite make sense. Whenever you're a week, a week and a half away from being able to announce this at a point where it's, you know, at the end of the season and... You don't have games on the line still. It just, In my mind, if you are going to announce Matt Rule, it doesn't make much sense to announce it now. You can get him signed
2: now, you can get him but announce later. You can
4: let him do work behind the scenes. I don't think it makes much sense to announce it now just because you still have a season. You still have you know, a, a team full of guys that are playing for Mickey Joseph, and why would you take away from their week of game prep by announcing a a, that, that doesn't yeah. necessarily matter this week?
3: I can see that. Uh, my only thing is that you gave uh, Mickey until. He was no longer bowl eligible. And now we can absolutely say, hey, we're going to move on. Here's the guy, but he's going to keep you on, keep on hopefully Bill Bush, et cetera, et, mm-hmm. et cetera.
2: Well, and it's those guys' choice to stay. I mean, they've yeah. done a hell of a job. They're going to get phone calls, you would think. Uh, absolutely. got to pay him to stay.
3: <laughs> oh. And I think I think we can probably afford to pay anybody with all these new contracts and all the money that's coming in.
2: Totally agree with you. Yeah, it, it, it's got to be a priority to do so. We'll get into to some of the, the coaches that there's some crossovers, some names to look at. Paul, thanks for the phone call, Bud. Appreciate thanks, you tuning in. Two names that, that are out there you got Terry Price. He's at AM, he's a defensive line coach. Uh, Garrett Miles, is kind of star get. But AM's defense has been pretty good. He was uh, part of the defensive staff at Baylor with Rule. Rule's D coordinators, the head coach at Texas Tech, they've, they've been very stingy this year. They've been a pain in the neck. They, they may or may not go bowling. I don't know if they're at 5-7 and seven or not, if they're, if they're not eligible anymore, or they just beat Kansas. Well, Schmitty, we're running up
4: against a break here. This is much too long a topic, probably just try to sneak in here. But if we're talking assistance, what's your, your confidence level that it's going to be Rule? Not to put you on the spot here, but I, I mean I'm starting starting to read the tea leaves too, and thinking this is maybe more likely than not.
2: Well, we can we can get back into the tea leaves here in a minute. Okay. All right. Okay. Hang on. Phone lines open this first hour at four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. It's Monday. God awful loss. I'm not going to sure
5: aside can. from Erne, <laughs> aside from
2: Ernest Hausman. Uh, I'm not going to say much about Michigan enough vodka in the world to dive back into that game so we'll we'll dive back into the coaching topics who do you love and who are you uh, really cool on
4: pardon the interruption but I'd like to save you some money I'm Brandon Vogel managing editor of Hale Varsity I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription that means that you can get everything we produce ten issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR.
1: Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, Chris, at HaleVarsity.com.
2: Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio on a Monday. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, the smoke around Matt Rule. Second time we've spent uh, an extended segment on one Matt Rule. Jamie chimes in, no energy from the rule hire. Uh, Matt says, I've heard a lot of wrong for me. You know, totally get it because you want who and whatever it is. (laughs) It's got to be right. (laughs) It's got to work this time. You are going into a situation where the Big Ten is getting much more difficult. With UCLA and USC. You don't know if it's just one cluster or if you've got pods set up or what you're going to be facing. But Mickey nailed it in the post game when it comes to the disparity that was on display Saturday, 34 to, 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 to 3. It was talent, it was development. And it was recruiting. It was recruiting the right kids that stay in the program. And I think Nebraska's tried to do that. Michigan has done that. And while it was DefCon two in Ann Arbor three years ago, after a two and five season and a chewin' by the uh, the president and a public spectacle of, well, Jimbo, we're gonna cut your salary, right? What happened? Stayed the course got his three tight ends he is running uh, smash mouth football and he's got his quarterbacks that haven't been asked to win a ball game but they've not screwed it up the last two seasons we'll see if Michigan Michigan didn't look great and part of that was Nebraska but Michigan didn't look like um, a team that can go stomp all over Ohio State again I think if Ohio State's good enough, and they, they might they might be in their front seven, uh, to stymie the run game, uh-oh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, meanwhile, Ohio State's had to win games a couple of times this year playing power football. We'll get back on the coaching talk in a minute, but just my quick observation of Michigan v. Nebraska, have, have not. And Michigan, they got they got talent
4: everywhere. They got depth. And it, it's <laughs> it's easy, I guess, easier to keep those guys around. You know what? You can tell a guy – you know what? We still think you're a year away. You need some time in the you weight room, trust you need some me? time in the practice field. It's a lot easier to stick around whenever you look at the guys ahead of you and you see them winning 10-11 games a year. It's easy to say, you know what? That guy is winning 10-11 games a year. Maybe the coaches are right. Maybe this guy is better than me. Maybe I need to get a little bit better before I'm ready to see the field. It's a lot harder sell whenever you're on the bench and you see the guys in front of you going 3 and 9 or 4 and 8 and you say, why is that guy still getting a chance? I'm sitting here on the bench. I've been putting in my time. I've been working, and I'm not getting a chance in the field because the coaches think I'm not ready. But clearly, the product on the field isn't ready either. So what's the, what's the, the pause in, in letting me see the field? And it makes you want to go hit the transfer portal. It's a lot easier to keep that, that talent around and let those guys keep developing whenever you can sell the fact that the guys in front of them are winning football games. Whenever your time is going to come, you're going to win football games too.
2: Right. Winning will not only breed energy – and talent and an itch to be a part of the program, it might even bring some patience along, right? And uh, you're not ready for Big Ten football as an 18-year-old or as a 19-year-old. Maybe by the time you're you're about to turn 21, after two good years of development, or some role work first, Then you go.
4: I mean, and a lot of other programs, J.J. McCarthy, their starting quarterback, would have seen McNamara take the team to the college football playoff last year and say, you know what? That guy's got a couple years left. That's a tough sell for me. I'm going to go put my name in the transfer portal and see what happens elsewhere. But at Michigan, you know that you can trust that coaching staff because that coaching staff has been putting so many guys in the NFL. To your point, you can stick around. You can keep on developing and say, you know what, someday – it's going to be my team. I'm going to be the guy who's better than that guy. It's it's going to be my team to lead and take to the college football playoff.
2: They finally got it right cuz Michigan was a revolving door of four and five star quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They and they even hit the portal one year or a tra- they shouldn't say portal but uh, Shea came in from Ole Miss. He transferred out of Ole Miss Shea to Michigan. Patterson, yeah. yeah. Patterson's the, the guy. But Michigan stabilized. And it also comes down to recruiting the the right kid with a mentality of, I'm going to compete, and if I don't win the job, I'm going to go back to work and try and win it again. You know, two strikes, you're out. You know, you, you need the Joe – and I, I know Joe Burrow transferred. But Joe Burrow put in four ye- three and a half years at Ohio State trying to win a job, mm-hmm. right? And – just couldn't beat out out outfields it worked out in the end bill bush assist right so yet have the right kind of kid that's willing to, to to be patient that's harder and harder to find in college football so connecting the dots here if nebraska moves forward on rule glenn thomas is the offensive coordinator at arizona state was the oc for for rule at Baylor, and there's uh, some commonality with uh, Nebraska offering uh, TJ Fayard. He's the quarterback out of Arkansas for 2023, 6'5, pro-style guy. Had a uh, tweet come in. Did Nebraska offer a guy? They did back on the sixth of, I think November was was the day. So it's an RPO. Type setup setup and I think Fayard's out of, out of Arkansas maybe Texas will have to double check that but you have Glenn Thomas and that name is, is offensive coordinator you have Terry Price uh, A&M defensive line coach or defensive end coach so those are the two names you can connect with Rule and then if, if you look at the rest of Nebraska staff who is going to come after Mickey to be their head coach is Arizona State really still a thing? Probably, could be. I mean, they, they need a coach. Uh, coach Beckton's, all he's done is do a hell of a good job with tight ends. Uh, Bill Bush has been fantastic. Uh, you want to keep Mickey Applewhite? His running backs have not had a lot of room. I don't know what you do at offensive line coach, right? He just, again, we're talking about situation and. Your job's to coach up, but those weren't a lot of kids you recruited. This is what she inherited, so you got to make the best out of it. So, Travis Fisher's been a, a, a big time asset as well in the recruiting world. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you would like uh, Ryan says Kyle Whittingham. You know, we're asking who do you love, who do you not like, as far as these coaching names. Ryan Blunt's chiming in here saying. Uh, Kyle Whittingham out of Utah he's not happy in Utah well he gets a whole day and a half off uh, to spend with his family I don't know if that's making him unhappy but <laughs> it's a nice perk to have uh, Texas is is where Fayard's out of so thank you for, for that assist there Jamie but no I, we'll see if this happens to your point we were talking timeline we'll hear a little bit more from Paul Meyerberg too I think you can sew things up this week. Make sure Mickey and the staff know what's going on. Trev's, I think, very good at being up front about things like that. And then just just let it all hang out, man. Two-game season. Go to work. Try and get Casey back. Try and beat Wisconsin. You know, Braylon Allen's not had the year he wants. Wisconsin's offensive line's a mess. It's a situation where, you know, they're, <laughs> this is kiss of death, Wisconsin's gettable. Iowa is, is not scoring 1,000 points on people. We'll be in Iowa City Black Friday for a special Black Friday Hale Varsity at the Marriott. Uh, rooftop, it's covered, thank God. Rooftop, uh, tailgate party at the Marriott. Uh, we'll be there noon to two, and then a uh, real red reaction post game. Just throwing that uh, that line in the water for you. But no, I mean, it's it's a situation with Nebraska that change is going to happen sooner rather than later. And if you go this route, how does that name, how does rule sit with you? Who do we have? We have Dave on the line. Dave, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm all for Matt Rule, but
6: I really feel bad for Mickey because it's like sitting at a poker table and saying, "Okay, we're going all in," and you've got a two of diamonds and a three of hearts. Go for
2: it. Mm-hmm. No, and it's uh, it's uh, there, there's nothing on the river for you, nope. <laughs> and you got to nope. keep you got to keep putting money into the middle of the pot to keep playing, right?
6: that yeah and that's what i feel like mickey's been thrown into and you know he's done a great job but I, I agree matt rule is a guy that from the get-go i've kind of thought would be the dude uh that could maybe do something and, and i agree with you you know keep mickey um uh, make sure that you you keep bill bush around too mm-hmm. uh, but yeah but, you know, we need some help. That's obvious. We need some help. Well, and you need Saturday. that. You need
2: that Nebraska understanding Mickey has, Bush has, right? If you're, and that's that's what Rule did when he went to Baylor. Is is he went and got Texas guys who get Texas?
6: Yeah, but you know what? That makes me think though. So. If if he does come in and he's looking at maybe a high school coach in Nebraska, who does he
2: turn to? There's a lot of choices. There's yeah, a there's, lot of choices. Two on that
6: one for a while.
2: Guys. I think. I think. I mean Huffman at, at Bell West is has been great. Uh, you, you got Coach Means and Coach Waller that uh, I know they're not head coaches anymore, but they've been incredible. They're they're Nebraska guys. Uh, Can I throw a name out there? Yeah, go for it.
6: Coach Cool at Kearney High. Cool uh, be. Cool he be an awful awesome. A lot with very little out there.
2: School's fantastic. Carney's been a, a really nice program as well. There's a there's so many good coaches in, in high school in the state of Nebraska. There'd be a lot to choose from for sure. Dave, thanks for the phone call. Yep, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Good to hear from Dave. I'm leaving out names. Oh, Coach, Coach Yonk. It's money. Love Coach Catula. Coach Gingery. Give give <laughs> me gingery. Gingery'd be bouncing bouncing around out there and in, instead of the uh, the East Blue and the uh, I mean Gingery's probably got some some sleeveless hooded sweatshirts to to match Rule. <laughs> uh right? is that
4: where we're at now or who, who stylistically from from a fashion point of view who matches up with Matt Rule? Gingery's your number 1 choice obviously.
2: Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Snow? Sub-zero wind chill don't matter. Sleeves are for wusses. I get it. Uh, some more thoughts on, um, well, Nebraska. And uh, we'll get Coach McBride's take. NFL weekend was nuts. Just awesome. No dog in the fight with the Bills and Vikings, but that was the craziest finish I've seen in a 100 years. Hail Varsity Radio continues. We're presented by Currency. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency Open Phones here next 20 minutes. Jay Moore at 5:25. Charlie McBride joins us, Mister Blackshirt, uh, on the program at 5:05. So here are the scenarios to win the West. Oh yeah, there's still a divisional race, uh, Illinois. Uh, can clinch if they win out. That's at Michigan. Nebraska really like rubbed off the wrong way on them, didn't they? 0-2 since playing Nebraska. They got to win both games and Purdue's got to lose. Purdue's got to win out both games and have an Iowa loss. Iowa win both games and they need Illinois to lose. That probably happened Saturday. The Gophers win both games and get an Illinois loss. Minnesota might sneak in. Um, That's possible. Wisconsin, this is nuts. Uh, Wisconsin win both games. You need Illinois to lose out. You You need Iowa to lose out. And you need Purdue to lose. So Wisconsin really is limping in brett emails chris at hailvarsity.com i disagree that kids are not being ready when they first enroll i was a seasoned veteran drinking wise anyways that's a high school you problem brett (laughs) It's just being a bit judgmental on my part who's with us got
4: clay on the
1: line
2: clay thanks for calling welcome into hail varsity go ahead
6: Hey, thanks for accepting my phone call. A couple things. Number one, I'm not a big fan on uh, Coach Rule. I respect him, but I just don't feel that he's had the wins in the top 25 enough to put us over the top. Number two, I really, really am concerned about offensive line coaches. I think we need to open up the book to sit there and get a quality one like the coach, line coach from Virginia Tech or someone along those lines, not only offensive line, defensive line. Number three, I do feel that we need a better high school director of relations. And I'll throw a name out you guys can talk about it or just dismiss it. would be Lou Varley from Peru State College. The dude's been around a long time and he knows a ton of people and he is a high school. He knows how to connect with high school coaches. So I'll let you talk about that. Appreciate your time, guys.
2: Hey, Clay, appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, yeah, the, the top 25... Record not good at Baylor, Ofer. but he was at Baylor what three years?
4: Yeah, and that's also a little bit misleading because there are teams that he beat that finished the year in the top twenty five, but at but the time he beat them, them, them was not they were not top okay. twenty five, and I, I believe he was two and five at Baylor against top twenty five teams. Uh,
2: uh, Temple, sorry, Temple, I should say but, yes. No, uh, so listen, uh, more time at Baylor. I look at last year's Baylor squad. Okay, that was a lot of his. His groceries. I think Aranda's great, so I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, th- there's two offensive line coaches, uh, keeping with the AM theme, but I know AM struggled on offense this year, so that, that may not be a great take. But but remember Adazio, right? I mean, he, he had been a head coach. He was at Temple after Rule, but before that, he was a head coach at Boston College. Adazio's, and I think he was a guy that was at Florida as an offensive line coach. I think he was one of the urban assistants, okay? So th- there's that. I would, I would do this. I would find a way to, to get two offensive line coaches to go old school, and, and that's how Nebraska was dominant. Coach McBride will, will bring it up potentially. You had two line coaches on defense and offense. You had a rush end coach and he had an interior coach. And then you had uh, tackles and, and interior, guards and center, Milton and, and Dan. Two guys, two sets of eyes. You had Barney and Garrison. I would go throw a lot of money at, at Mr. Garrison out at North Carolina State, get him back to Nebraska. That's just me. Uh, and then uh, you, you have uh, Lou Verley. That's a good suggestion by Clay. I'm not super familiar with Lou, but, hey, that's, that's really cool that's good That's good to get a suggestion when it comes to high school relations. Listen, I think Mickey has done an amazing job of beating the streets on the ground, very active. You look at the Malachi commitment. you look at Mickey in in Omaha, stopping by a lot of places and and that's that's one thing Mickey can do. I mean, he can go crush it. Nationally, but he can crush it locally. He's. You he ask Mickey what he wants. How many zeros? Recruiting coordinator. That is, if if Nebraska moves on from him. I think it's. I think he. I think he will have that opportunity to stay. And I think you. You. Uh, you ask him. Listen, hypothetically here, say Arizona State's really interested in you. Hypothetically, say Arizona State is going to offer you. Do you know how bad they are gonna get smoked by sanctions? Is that still a thing anymore? I don't know. I mean, Bill Self just did four, did is doing four games for the FBI wiretap stuff, and Herm Edwards didn't care about rules. Well, I, I think the question
4: that you're kind of alluding to here is: is Mickey Joseph? wanting a head coaching gig this cycle, like no matter what it is, he wants a head coaching gig, or does he get his taste of it and is he going to say, you know what? I think he got I, his
2: taste of it, and he did a – think if he could do it, Elijah, at a place that is not in turmoil.
4: That's what I'm saying, where do you wait for the right opportunity? If, if you had your chances at interim head coach, and then, you know what, you stick around at Nebraska and you, you're part of the, the, the coaching staff that builds Nebraska back up, which that's a big if We've seen a couple coaching staffs try it. It's a, it's a hard task and I don't want to try to undersell how difficult the task is. I think it's very doable, but I think it's still a difficult task. But if you're a part of that coaching staff, are you allowed then to wait for the right opportunity to come along? A school that's not, well, look at the opportunities
2: right now. Colorado. Colorado is still, I mean, Colorado is a lot like Nebraska. They're just in a in a in a turnstile cycle. Yeah. Can you find Listen, do you wait for your head coaching job and do you get that job if the the optimal spot is, okay, this guy's leaving for a better job or NFL, and then you, you get a look-see there. You're not walking into a place that's six straight years of no bowl games in an era where everyone goes bowling. That's Nebraska. But think about how bad Kansas was at the end of the old Les Miles era. Colorado's in the same situation. They've at least been to a couple of bowl games, but they're a they're a nightmare. Arizona State, NCAA jail, or scholarship. I mean, not, they've not been able to have any on campus visits. I think I remember because of Herm's little COVID end around. Huh? No, no visits allowed. Huh? Let's fly
4: it out anyway. So, so there is reason with that in mind for Mickey to stick around. But I'll also say. I've said it before in reference to recruits and I'll say it again in reference to Mickey that the program and the rebuild of this program is better than any one individual no matter how great his recruiting prowess is. If Mickey decides to go elsewhere, I think I can look back and I can say without any bias that Matt Rule, I believe, is more well-equipped for a full Nebraska rebuild than Mickey Joseph is. I'm not saying Mickey Joseph couldn't do it, but I do believe that Matt Rule is better equipped for it. And if Mickey decides to go elsewhere and looking out for his own self-interests, I think you have to say, you know what? I think Nebraska got a better individual and Matt Rule in terms of equipment to turn this thing around than Mickey Joseph is. And if Mickey decides to go, I think that's something you have to live with if you're Trev.
2: You do, and you say thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you to Mickey if he has a if he has a better opportunity. Yes, get paid, take it, take care of your family. Absolutely. We'll wind down hour one.
1: And now, and now
2: back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hail Varsity Radio. And uh, good uh, input here from uh, Jamie on just his take on things with um, Mickey when it comes to the the, the Mickey question. If uh, it is rule, then does Mickey stay? And the Arizona, the Arizona State job. Is, is Mickey a guy that would take over a, a gig like Arizona State that are going to be facing NCAA sanctions? Is, is Mickey a viable candidate at an Auburn? Or do you go to a smaller market? Do you stay here and get paid, recruit your butt off, help bring Nebraska to rule, and then... Rules been the other part of rule is uh, he's a guy that's moved on. See a long term deal? If he is, the uh, the next move. But it's and, been
4: uh, Matt Rule Monday. And a comment in from Jeff, which I think is. You know, reasonable. Something we've been alluding to is: Would Mickey go to Ole Miss? Say Lane goes. That's a, a job where I'd say yes. That's probably the right. You think, opportunity. Lane, you think Lane jumps to uh, to Auburn? To Auburn? That that that's that's where my two leaves are reading right now. Is that I? That, I, if, I think if I put it's a betting favorite
2: hard, on it. brother, it's a hard sell. Even as interim, even as a mess, that Nebraska is. You I mean, what got Orgeron finally the the shot? It wasn't just. Prisoner of the moment. Look what he did at LSU. You got to nine and three after less. He'd done it before, right? At nine and four at USC.
4: And this is what I was going to say. Whereas the the opportunity might be great for Mickey to go to Ole Miss. What reasoning would Ole Miss have to go to Mickey right now at this point in time? It, it, I think that's too big a chance for you need Ole Miss. To that's, had power five head job experience. That's why I think that the question right now is for Mickey: Are you? waiting for the first head coaching opportunity to get or are you waiting for the right head coaching opportunity? Because mm-hmm. Mickey is fast-tracked. He's going to be a, a great college football coach someday. I don't think it's this head. year with Nebraska. Head coach, yes. The question is Is when is he going to jump ship and start that process? Well,
2: what do you jump ship for? To, to be the head guy or is it also about finances and, and fit? I mean, Mickey's Mickey's moved around a lot, but he's al- he's always found – Gigs that that really kind of furthered his education. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been very smart about where he's gone, and he's grinded, man. He's grinded forever. Where he's making thirties. I mean, think about this: When did he get to LSU? You know what? Back in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty seventeen. I mean, he he finally got to make real real money. Finally, at twenty sixteen, and then oh, let's bump everybody after twenty nineteen. <laughs> You see his protege, Jefferson, just killing it yesterday with the catch of the year. Reminder about Red Zone tickets, selling fun since 2001. Do you have tickets you want to buy or sell? You got to go see Nebraska football or Husker volleyball. How about NFL action, Creighton basketball, concerts, theater seats, CWS? It's all on the menu for you with Red Zone tickets. They're located in Omaha. They are Omaha proud and a local source for you, an A-plus better business bureau rating, a 100% guarantee on all orders. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you'll never forget. Check that item off the bucket list now and create the memories that last a lifetime. Do so with Red Zone Tickets. RedZoneTickets.com today. RedZoneTickets.com. All right. All right. What Mr. Blackshirt say about Saturday and this upcoming Saturday. We'll get his take on the Matt Rule name floating around. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Hour two on the way. We're presented by Currency. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer.
4: Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you
1: for helping us fight for a cure.
2: Back with you, it's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Tomorrow, we will spend time with Barry Alvarez, Mitch Sherman, and all the things that uh, the press conference entailed uh, tomorrow with Mickey and company. It's been uh, Coaching Search Monday and the start of... uh, uh, thoughts on Matt Rule, if that is indeed the guy. We welcome in a uh, great coach for a number of years at Nebraska, also at Wisconsin, also at Arizona State. Uh, Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Coach, how was the weekend? Oh, it was great.
5: <laughs> well, it was okay. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> About four I, hours I, you went back. <laughs> the first time I've ever raked leaves in the snow. I, was I mean, gonna... I've never. That was something new. I didn't realize I was that
2: stupid. Did you? Um, did you do that raking uh, about the second half or no?
5: No, no, I did it before. Okay. okay. I did. I did it in the morning. You know, before I got up early and <clears throat> did some. I get. You have to get a fire. You have to get a fire permit here when you burn because there's so many trees around and everything, and 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 you can't. I don't burn unless if it's windy. It's just crazy because you know it's too many leaves around and that stuff will start a fire. And <clears throat> you, you can say you can put it out, but you better be fast.
2: So you were uh, you were battling the leaves this weekend, is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was, and the sad part about it is, is we don't have anybody here and the people. You know, you have to kind of clean the one up next door and the one on the other side of you. They're Ooh. all gone.
4: Sure, sure. Well, burning the leaves—that sounds like a novel idea. Well, to...
2: coach, you've got a fire permit, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and if he didn't, he wouldn't tell us. you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you just you just can't yeah. you can't deal with the wind, right?
5: Yeah, you just well, you don't want to do that. I mean, if the <laughs> wind's blowing good enough, it, it, your fire seems to. <laughs> migrate.
2: Yeah, it uh, it was it was a tough weekend. I want to get your thoughts real quick on any positive takeaways, any players you liked Saturday. Well, yeah. we'll get to to Nebraska Wisconsin in a moment, but just Saturday it was just a tough tough day for Nebraska, 34
5: 30, 34 to 3. Okay. You want me to tell you what I think?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
5: Okay. Well, um, uh, is it, it, um, and there's two kids that young young players. They're mm-hmm. both freshmen that I think are are going to be really good football players and and that's uh, uh, the linebacker Hausman Hausman and, yeah uh, and uh, um, is it Malcolm. Um, Um, 13 the corner corner. yeah yeah he he gets a little bit hurt a little bit because of his height but uh he's he know he's got instincts and and things like that and i think as he gets stronger he'll be dangerous um you know i mean i think he's really gonna develop into a player and you know it's a funny thing a lot of times it's it's the last guy, well, let's just take this guy or one of those kind of deals and they end up, you know, <laughs> winning the Heisman Trophy or something. <laughs> you know, that that's just the way, that's how smart coaches are. You know, hey, yeah, let's just, you know, give this guy a chance. And, and that's what happens a lot of times, I think, uh, you know. But those two kids impressed me, you know, just as, you know. I mean, there's other people that do, too, at times, do mm-hmm. things that uh, – you know, I think that Ty Robinson can, you know, do what he pretty much, uh, you know, if he works with it. He can probably play on Sunday. And, you know, there's some other people that, that I think have the ability, but maybe we're, you know, maybe we're cheated a little bit, uh, didn't get into the fundamental stuff like probably like they should have and I always go back to the same thing I think when you have kids standing around at practice and even though you know Mickey's made them move around a little bit you still if you work on something you need to keep working on it you can't go stand and watch everybody else do it i mean you have to you have to understand that if you're a scout team guy you're at an advantage because you're you're taking the stuff that you learned in group work your position coach and are able to work on that while you're playing against the varsity you uh, teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and scout as being a scout. And um you know, we've that sometimes leads to a little <laughs> a little pushing and shoving, but that's what you're looking for. I mean that's <laughs> You know, I mean, that's kind of—it isn't really what you're looking for. But I mean, it's it 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 proves that you know that the, the guys that are the good players. Now you you figure you tell those kids, look at you're playing against as good a player as you're going to see on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, you're even though it's not live, you, a lot of the pro scouts came in and thought it was sure. We, and we'd have four stations going and people knocking the snot out of each other, but nobody was hurt, you know. And um, I think that's one one reason why a lot of these teams that are doing it don't get the reps of their players. You know, I mean, uh, you know, don't get the, the – whereas if you had the, the four stations, your top three quarterbacks are going to get quite a few reps.
2: Well, they'll be ready to go if they're healthy, presumably with more practice reps. Charlie McBride's with us. at Hale Varsity Radio A Monday with Charlie. Coach, the name today is Matt Rule. And what do you think of Matt? I know it didn't go well for him in Carolina, but I think you probably know the name from Temple and from Baylor.
5: It's not rule? Did you say? I said
2: Matt rule. Matt rule. Oh, Matt rule, yes.
5: Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a word today, that's okay. the word for the day. That's <laughs> the <laughs> word for the That's absolutely
2: right. That's the word for the day.
5: You know, you're asking you're somebody that really has no idea when it comes. You know, coaches are the worst guys to ask his stuff to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and ask him who you think is the better team, and every time I said who is it, I'm wrong.
2: No, I get so, it. I get it. But.
5: Uh, no, but I, I think, you know, I, I think he's earned his, his – Stripes, you know, I just I don't know him that well. I think personality-wise, um, I think that's important. And it seems to me that, you know, just from what I've seen a little bit, that, that you know he's the kind of person that you know kids would like to play for. Mm-hmm. I think you know and that pro football stuff. Well, I, mean, I always look at the example of how good uh, Coach Lou Holtz was, and when he got into pro ball, it wasn't the same. You know, and so a lot of guys are made because they're more people, you know, uh, people persons than than a lot of them. And uh, pro football is kind of a cold business anyway. You notice that none of the head coaches ever really mention the names of any of their assistants. It's always the TV people only that do that. Sure. And and so you know that's that's it's kind of a weird profession I think mm-hmm. um, you know as far as that goes I think there's a lot of guys that enjoy doing it they don't have to recruit they don't it's all football and uh, and that's the part that I think a lot of them you know like
4: well coach one of the things you're hearing out of Carolina about Coach Rule and his tenure there was that his his nature to be a control freak turned a, a few people off to him where it sounds like he even had to go and. Uh, Part of his contract was that he he wanted to go and and confirm, approve all the social media posts from the team uh, before they went out to make sure, you know, nothing was getting out uh, on social media that would harm his chance at winning a football game. That rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But that's just generally who he is. He's a control freak kind of guy. And and tell me, is that something that is is better suited to college football than it is to the NFL?
5: You know, I I know a lot. I mean, I've heard more about it from high school coaches who actually really don't want the kids to even read any of that stuff. I mean, even when it's not about them all the Mm -hmm. time. And, you know, you always get some guy on that's going to say something that he has no clue what he's talking about. He just it came out of the air this morning when he woke up. (laughs) You know, it's – I mean, I'm reading stuff in the – paper about you, I can guarantee you this, this is going to be the next coach and all this kind of stuff. You know, those guys are. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so I, I just, you know, if you are a control freak, you've got something to learn because there's other people involved. And I, you know, just in taking my job, when I was there as a, as a coordinator, if i think one one head is better than four then i got something wrong with me mm-hmm. you know you you have to trust your other the guys that you're working with that they're going to you know they're going to help you along the way they you know they're there that that's what they are they're there to do the best job we can all do together and um you know that's kind of the way it is i think and you know and if you're the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator that you want some information from all of them and uh I think we kind of split it up so that the position coach was a specialist that the other team that of the position he played against in other words if you're the like if I worked on the inside plays I knew all the inside runs. i knew how they were going to be blocked i knew all of that um and same thing with the outside guy The secondary coach knows the passing game and linebackers are also inside outside both of them may have to you know really take it upon themselves to to be a specialist so during a game you know it'll help and uh especially with little things like inline stunts and things like that. And I've said this before that I know that uh, Tony Samuel, when I was there, I'd call a defense and he'd say, put a stab in or put something else in it. You know, uh, they're going to run something, you know, there and you put it in and bang, you know, if, if, if he didn't do call it, then it's not going to, you know, wouldn't have been as good as it it was. So, there's different. gut – You have a gut feeling sometimes, and uh, you know about stuff. I always did. I, I sometimes you have to you have to go with your gut feeling when you're calling plays or you're calling defenses.
2: Charlie McBride's with us on Monday. With Charlie, coach, we'll wrap up thoughts on Wisconsin, Nebraska's underdog by thirteen.
5: 13? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, let's let's put it this way: thirteen. That means. Uh, I'd say that means six. Okay. Because it's seven to nothing already when they come in here. Ah. You know, you know what I mean? Anytime you're playing away from home, the other team give them seven points. Sure. Then 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 start betting <laughs> because you know you got good fans, you got players that are are gonna probably step it up an inch and and uh, play better, and so that's just the way it goes and. I'm one of these days. I'm expecting this group of guys to something that's going to explode. And uh,
2: defense been playing well. I mean, it's just they got to get some help on offense.
5: Well, they'll do that. I think. I think they will. I, I think a lot of times you, when you when you get in the bad weather, okay, mm-hmm. and and you, if you work on the passing game, you work on the passing game and you kind of set the running game back, you can't expect anything better than what you got, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got pretty much, you know, you didn't you didn't help your offensive linemen become better run blockers. And so, you know, those, that's important.
2: Charlie McBride's so with us. It's, yeah. it, it's
5: a matter of, it's a matter of being, you know, your skills. Are they developing, you know, at the pace they should or are they not?
2: Coach, well, we'll uh, see how it shakes out. 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, kickoff against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's in search of that uh, next win to be bowl eligible. Nebraska going to play for pride under Mickey, and he's done a tremendous job. Coach, thank you for – go ahead. He's done a really good job.
5: Okay, well, I'll I'll talk to you after the game. Yeah. Okay.
2: We'll uh, we'll check in and have fun fighting them leaves.
5: Good. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you
2: later. (laughs) See you, Coach. Take care. Bye-bye. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Coach went from, uh, I believe, Arizona State to Wisconsin, so he was at Wisconsin and then hired from Wisconsin to Nebraska. So uh, Knows both programs very well and good insight there on all sorts of input to, to make the defense better and He's not wrong, man. Uh, Hardsog and Ernest Haussmann, they have continued to grow and grow and grow and get better, and uh, they're playing really good ball.
4: I mean, that one play by Hausman getting the sack. That was awesome. Oh, he was shot out of a cannon where, I mean, it's not like uh, McCarthy's a a bad athlete. No. But... Ernest Housman made him look like a bad athlete. So that I'm actually with, and that might be the, the one positive takeaways. There is still something in the cupboards for whoever the next coach is. The question is, is what does roster attrition look like next season?
2: Well, Hartzog's a dude that, I mean, Nebraska and coach was right. They found him and uh, they uh, offered him and what a get, right? He's played good ball, really good ball. Jay Moore going to join us. Get uh, black shirt Jay's take on... Uh, Oh, the Matt Rule name today. Tail Varsity Radio were presented by Currency.
1: All state, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run and NFL vet. This dudeness
5: or uh duder or uh, you know El Duterino do if you're not into the whole brevity thing.
1: It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hail Varsity Radio.
2: Back into it, tail varsity radio presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, blackshirt Husker NFLer and uh, co-host Big Red wrap up Jay Moore with us. Jay, you been on any stakeouts today?
0: <laughs> no, I've been I've been working. You know, no stakeouts. A little too chilly for 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 a stake <laughs> to uh, be checking out who might, may or may not be coming into uh, Omaha or Lincoln, Nebraska here. Currently, so no, I'm I'm at the office wrapping up some stuff for the rest of the day, and then and I'll just I'll just trust your guys as good uh, you know sources and insights on who might be the next head ball coach at the uh, University of Nebraska.
2: True or false? Jay Moore is with Matt Rule at the Dave Matthews Show.
0: <laughs> well, if uh, if if I was, you were too.
2: Then, well, you and I, you and I were, we're like. like same we area, were right but, next to each other, but we didn't know it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, there was some big guy that could bench press a, a semi that I asked if I could get on his shoulders, and he kind of looked at me. Fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, we were both in the pit. I was uh, I was towards the uh, the right sideline. You were towards the left sideline. Fair to say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. We were close to the entrance of the pit on on our the, on our side, so it yep. was easy access to the restrooms and uh, the cocktail line. So we were we were thinking we were, you know we were thinking very efficiently about where we
3: stood.
2: No, there you go. We were we uh, he took a, a, like eight or nine selfies as he left the stage and uh, just story of my life just uh, on the cutting room floor, brother. I mean, I was off. To the uh, to the right, not pictured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Dang uh, it. yeah, it's all right. I'm not I'm not anything to look at. But uh, good show. We'll, we'll get more of your Great Dave show. review in a second. But back to football. Uh, let's talk offensive and defensive lines because that's where Nebraska needs to go to work. Mm-hmm. And what's the feel in a locker room if a new coach goes JUCO? There's the portal now. But uh, Callahan went pretty heavy, didn't he, with with JUCO defensive linemen and some offensive linemen to uh, to, to get things where he wanted them when he came in.
0: Yeah, but a uh, heavy, heavy uh, defensive line. Um, you know, Ola Duggenduro, uh, Barry Pryor, yeah, JUCO guys. Uh, Carl Nix is a JUCO guy. Came from San Francisco along with Mo Purify. those I think those guys went to the same Juco with each other. So, yeah, that was – those are obviously three really good gets by by Bill. And, uh, you you know, you got to do what you got to do to kind of solidify those things. And, and whether it's through Juco or it may be through the transfer portal, I tell you what, just getting those transfer uh, uh, defense alignment, offensive alignment, those guys are gold. And those guys are so hard to come by and get right away. I mean – these guys, if they, if you are worth, you know, you're worth a damn on, on either side of the ball, uh, you're you're going to get like, thirty or forty offers, literally, in a transfer portal, and then it's coming down to nil money, all sorts of crazy stuff. Which, obviously, I think Nebraska has some weight in the nil NIL side of things, but it, most of these guys are end up they go to the, the big dogs, just like all their other recruiting rankings you know. It's the, it's the Alabamas, it's the Clemson's, it's the Georgias. Ohio State, Michigan, so on and so forth, uh, for some of these, those, those top four or five guys on the other side of the ball that might go into the transfer portal. But if you can't get those guys, you got to lean on some some JUCO. And I, I would, I would, you know, think that whoever this next guy would be, you'd have to, you'd have to go that route. And you might not be able to get him in the early signing class, but you could probably get him in the later one, and and hopefully get him in in the summer. And once they once. If they're academics, I guess are are in order. That's that's always a, that's a second guess when you're starting to deal with JUCO guys. That's those those guys went to JUCO for um, are usually for academic reasons. So you got to make sure that everything's on on you know on par with those side of things. But there'll be some there'll be some sort of, of dipping into the JUCO ranks just to get some more help, get some more depth, and just solidify and just become a little better. At, at, you know, coming in this next year. On both sides of the ball, I think. I think the defensive line has progressed pretty nicely so far, and you know, through what ten games. Even though you know, off, you know, they can't get any help from the offense. But on the other side, they this offensive line has, has struggled all year long. And whether whether it's Casey or or Logan or Chuba at, at the helm, these guys have struggled to protect and give time and and get somewhat of a decent run game going. And they've they, they've shown they've shown um, sparks at times getting the run game going, but unfortunately you have a you know a, a offense coordinator who just doesn't want to stick with the run he likes to throw the ball so it's uh they've obviously struggled i, I think the, the the play calling could help them out a little more it just hasn't but again i mean if, if, you, if you're able to if these guys were were you know all looking at maybe being in nfl camps you know in the next year or two i i think this offense you'd be able to run the ball and You'd be able to throw it more efficiently. So they they haven't been able to do it, and they they struggle. There's some there's some there are some younger guys in there, but there are some older guys who just who just struggled periods since they've, they've been here, unfortunately. So I would I would expect heavily that the next guy would you'd have to you'd have to dip into that JUCO ranks just to just get some sort of help here and, and expedite this process process of getting better, you know, as quickly as possible.
4: Well, yeah, Jay. To your point, I, this this entire team has shown flashes of what they can be, but then you know, you go play a team like Michigan and they remind you where you really are. So in your mind, how far away is this Husker football team from being able to compete? I spoke last week about how if you can fix the lines of scrimmage, you could at least be a respectable team in the Big Ten, maybe crack into that top 25 uh, with some luck on your side. But in your opinion, how far away is this Husker football team from being a place that that Husker fans will actually be proud of this football team? Yeah, I don't think it's
0: it's as far away as what, you know, the records and some of the results may show. I mean, you look at this team last year. They should have beat Michigan, and Michigan was in the Final Four last year and won the Big Ten. So, And I know the, 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 the defensive side of the ball is, is vastly different, and you had a quarterback in Adrian Martinez. But there's still a lot of these guys that played a lot last year are still here, you know. And I just think you get a couple more key pieces, you know, develop this offensive line and defensive line uh, starting day one, you know, whether it's, it's Casey next year or whoever it may be, the quarterback is a huge position in the game of football. Majority, I'd say 95% of great football programs have top-notch quarterbacks. They have draftable NFL quarterbacks. And, you know, the ones that, that really did it was Alabama in years past, but they've had, they had four guys get drafted in the first round over about a two- or three-year period. They've sent two wide receivers in the first round every year. Uh, you know, you just go the running backs, and you just you you don't have to have an elite quarterback when when you're just surrounded by first and second rounders everywhere on both sides of the ball. So I think that that's gonna be an interesting situation going forward. But they're not they're not that far away. I mean, that, you just gotta you just gotta approach it the right way. And I'm saying like I'm saying they're not that far away from being you know be able to go eight and four. 9 and 3, you know, hell 7 and you know, they're not that 7 and 5 is not that hard to attain. I'm saying they're not that far away from from competing to win the Big 10 West. I think they're a long ways away from winning the Big 10. I think that's that's probably a more of a, you know, 4 to 5 year process, but I think competing for the West you're only a couple of years away in my opinion from that from doing that. It's just it's not going to take a whole lot. It's just understanding who you are, what you want to be, and who you're playing week in and week out. And I think this next guy will will definitely do that. But from being respectable and playing, you know, and playing in, in bowl games, we're not that far away. You just gotta sure up some things, be more disciplined, develop guys. I mean that's 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 a spring ball in a training camp. But I think that you can turn things around rather quickly.
2: Jay Moore with us, hale Bar City Radio. Jay, what would you build your offense around? What do you think would win? Uh, What Michigan's doing? uh, What Ohio State's doing? They've got the combo. They've got the quarterback. They've got the line. They've got the skill. They've got all of it. Uh, You look at what Nebraska's doing right now, when you look at, at where their line is at, and you've seen the difference a guy like Casey Thompson makes despite the line. They've been able to win or be in some games with Casey and uh, and a guy like Trey Palmer, right? We think of Purdue, but do you build the the offense around the quarterback or do you build it around the around the lines?
0: Well, I think you always want to start offensive line. You can you have if you have an exceptional O line talent and exceptional O line play, that just makes everyone better. That makes the quarterback better, makes the running backs better, makes the wide receivers better. So, so first and foremost, you got to build up offensive lines, and then you try to figure out. What kind of quarterback are you recruiting? Because that's going to kind of that's going to kind of make the difference on what kind of offensive lineman you're going to you want to bring in and develop. Because if you want to have a QB, you know, a dual threat guy, you know, you're probably going to need to have you know some rather athletic guys, and you know, you're know, you probably not looking at recruiting guys like Bryce Benhart, you know, in the future being you know six eight. I mean, Nebraska's gone big, which I think that's that's fine. You know, you have yet you the, the Big Ten is it's they're Large humans all over the field in in the big pen. You got to kind of size up, but you you want athletic offensive linemen, guys who can move, guys who have good feet, so they're able to pull and do things. And and you know the biggest thing is is when you're athletic lineman is when you get beat initially, you're able to recover and and still get a hand on a guy or still stuff. Because sometimes all you need is a is a crease, man. You don't you need know a whole lot. You don't have to just pancake a guy every play. You just got to be able to be in the right place and you know, one step here, you know, to, to save you, to shield shield them off, and boom, there's your crease, and Anthony Grant or Gabe Urban, whoever is coming, you know, will play next year, is off to the races, so I would start there, and then figure out, you know, your QB, what, what do you want out of him, dual threat, and then that kind of, you know, that just kind of depends on your offense going forward, so, I, you know, I, I'm okay with, with a pro style, I really like what Harbaugh does, I love his system, it's more of a pro style, but, you know, they have a some sort of athletic element with their with their QB, but they just kind of line up at you, they formation you to death, and they said, "Good luck." I mean, it's easy to do that when you have a guy like Coram too to to run the football, and you have you have good offensive line play, and your defense is one of the best in the nation. But I, I like what they're about. I love that style of football. You know, Harbaugh's been playing that style of football since he was at San Diego to to Stanford to to uh, the 49ers, now back with Michigan. I just kind of like what, what that's about. And uh, that would be kind of the way I'd want it modeled, but I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, trying to be the next head coach either of, this, of Nebraska.
2: Jay Moore with us. Hail Varsity Radio. Good to spend time with Jay. A few more minutes. We'll get to some NFL action with Jay as well. So Matt is trying to make the case for, for Rick Neuheisel. Bless his heart. Not Rick, Matt's. Skippy belongs on TV and Sirius XM. Not around Washington, not around Colorado, not around UCLA. Story <clears throat> about Skippy. This comes from a, a friend that you may hear on Thursday. Skippy let the players have beer on the plane ride home. See, that's just cool. That's cool. Nah. <laughs> you know what isn't cool? Your acoustic guitar and a turtleneck every Friday night in Boulder. (laughs) Game plan, my man. Skippy's been punted out of everywhere he's been. GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR.
1: And now, and now back to
2: Hail Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's with us, Hail Varsity Radio. Jay, whenever you're looking at offensive scheme, do you
4: think about, you know, recruiting? Because that Michigan scheme, it's great for offensive linemen, it's great for running backs, but. You're going to be hard-pressed to find an elite quarterback that wants to go, you know, hand the ball off 30 times a game. I know J.J. McCarthy was a high-ranking recruit, but uh, I don't think he's necessarily, you know, the, the top NFL talent at the position uh, coming out here in a couple years. So w- with that in mind, is that something that's going to factor in for you? Because I know everyone loves a triple option, but it's kind of that same problem there of well, what talent are you going to get here to come run the triple option?
0: I think, first and foremost, you're going to get recruits because you win. Not because of the system you run. I mean, that, that's going to have something to it, but the fact that you're winning, and recruits want to be part of winning programs. They want to win Big Ten championships. They want to they want to play in the college football playoff. And I know that's going to expand here. They want to they want chances to win. I don't think it's necessarily. Uh, oh, I don't. I'm not going to go to Nebraska, even though they play for the Big Ten title every year, because I just don't think I'll be able to develop into a pro. You know, a pro prospect. You know. <laughs> Nebraska's had a decent amount of talent here in the last year. They probably, you know, they've had more if they would have, you know, guys, more guys to get drafted. If they would have won. And I think that's that's the, that's the first. I mean, I'm just looking at what I would want to do as a recruit. You know, is, is you want to go somewhere you win. The more you win, the more times you're on TV, the more scouts that are at practice. That's that's what scouts want. Scouts want NFL teams want to draft winners. They want guys that are part of winning programs. So that's that's first and foremost. And then. Yeah, if you get a guy, he might be able to tweak, adapt, do things to his certain skill set. But, again, as long as – when you're building a house, you have to have a solid foundation. You have to have everything in order. And that foundation is top-notch, elite, offensive line play, top-notch, elite, defensive line play. And then once you have that solidified, now you can kind of start getting fancy. Now you can start thinking about – what kind of floors do I want? What kind of refrigerator do I want? What kind of carpet do I want? What kind of furniture do I want? And that's hot what I'm tub, talking about Jay. That.
2: We need a hot yeah. tub. Whatever.
0: What kind of pool? What kind of gym do you want? You know, what's all that kind of stuff in there. And that's that's what you kind of figure into your quarterback. That's your running backs. There's your there's your linebackers. There's your DBs. But until you don't have a solid foundation of your line play, your house is going to be crap. You know, you might be able to get by every now and then if, if the weather's you know calm and cool, but as soon as anything choppy, a storm comes, hell, whatever it may be, a storm or some something, that house is not going to be able to survive. And that's what's what we've seen with, with Nebraska in the last decade. Is our line play just hasn't been to where it needs to play? I mean, other than you go back to the Riley years with uh, Malik and Vincent Valentine, you know, and then maybe maybe last year they're they're pretty darn good, but the defensive line just hasn't been there. Offensive the line, you know, really hasn't been worth its salt. You know, I don't even. You probably go back to the Searles and Jake Long, and in those years with Amir. So you got to get back to that. You got to get back to that, building that solid foundation. That's that's winning up front, and then then you figure out well, what else, what else you want to do after that.
2: Jay, uh, we're not going to ask you about Michigan because we don't want you to uh, get sick on air, but we can <laughs> ask you about Wisconsin. They're favored by a bunch. They, I'm fairly certain, held. Uh, You look at the Wisconsin win or loss against Iowa. Iowa didn't have many yards, if any, but it was special teams, turnovers, defensive score, uh, short fields, and then you get a two-touchdown win. You go plus two in the turnover margin. Wisconsin's really limping in. they got to win Saturday or or beat Minnesota just to get bowl eligible. What happens Saturday?
0: Well, it depends on, I think, the status of Casey. You know, if he's not able to play, then – Okay, how's how's Chuba? You know he went out of the game. Okay, then what do you do with Logan? And that's that. Let's just say if Logan's able to go, and the other two guys aren't, what are you doing with Logan? Because
2: <laughs> he's not great either, he healthy hurt? wise.
0: Yeah. What if? Yeah, he's not great. But what if he gets hurt? Who else is going to play? So there are a very sticky, tricky situation here. I think if if Casey could play, and I hope he does. I I think Nebraska has a really good shot, and by a thirteen point dog. But if he, Casey can't play. I mean, this this offense has scored one touchdown since Casey Thompson's been hurt. That was against Minnesota, so I just don't I don't foresee them doing that. I, this defense is as well as they play it, It's just going to be kind of the same scenario like we saw against Illinois and Minnesota. You're going to play well enough defensively. Braylon Allen's probably going to be able to get Rick Creasy on a couple runs because the defense is out there too long and he's just too good. And you're looking at a seventeen to. Six tight ball game, in my opinion. I don't think Minnesota's defense, or excuse me, uh, uh, Wisconsin's offense, is anything great. Mertz has struggled heavily this year. If Casey can play and go, I think Nebraska has a chance. But if 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 they're relying on Logan Smothers again, he's banged up. I just don't know what you're able to do offensively. We can't score any points. We can't sustain drives. Everyone just kind of just loads the box and just says, "Hey, good luck trying to beat us over top," because you don't have quarterbacks can can take it over top. So. Um, until we know what Casey's in I think it's going to be a kind of a similar ball game offensively and and defensively. It's just kind of the same story that we're going to see that we saw against Minnesota and and uh, Illinois, unfortunately.
2: NFL, real quick, your takeaway with that just wacky marathon that was Bills Vikings. That was
0: uh, that was a crazy game. I tuned in; and it was like twenty seven ten. Yeah, and then and then the Bills go for it on fourth and two he throws a pick they could have got points you know mm-hmm. make it 30 to 10 they don't bills just kind of fight back like they've done all year and somehow win that game you know you had to miss you had the miss you know he, uh, i think Davis did have an incomplete pass on the sideline there they called a catch mm-hmm. i think the bills had 12 guys on the field at one point they didn't get called so that was just a wild game but it, i mean what a what a good i mean that game that was followed up by the the Cowboys and, and Packers game was a great game too, but I tell you what, that that Bills, that Bills Vikings game might be the game of the year so far. That was that was entertaining to watch.
2: Vikings found a way, man. They were super impressive. And then, are you going to buy stock in Green Bay or no way?
0: No, no way. <laughs> See, there's no. I mean, no. Doesn't if, if Aaron Rodgers had help? Sure, but I mean, geez, louise, the guy has no help and. What are they? What uh, four and six now? Yeah. So I, I have a hard time. I not The Vikings are winning the North. You know the NFC North. I just can't foresee them. The Packers getting a, a wild card to sneak in the playoffs. There's someone from the NFC West and is going They're going to get two teams probably in, and then maybe even the NFC East will get a couple teams in as well. So I just can't foresee the Packers unless they go on a, a, a hot streak. But they don't. They don't have enough help. They they traded it all away.
2: Jay Moore with us. Watch him Tuesday night. Big red wrap up. And uh, Jay Moore, uh, longtime black shirt, Husker, and uh, NFLer. Jay Bird, we'll check in next week. Thanks for the time.
0: Yep, you got it. Thanks, fellas.
2: Good to spend time with Jay Moore, black shirt, Husker, NFLer. We'll wrap up some NFL and a little bit more from Paul Meyerberg on uh, the Monday rule, right? It's uh, Matt Rule Monday. At least that's been the talk for most of the show reminder to get buckled up using your seat belt saves lives prevents injuries only if properly worn uh, make sure you buckle up a message from the nebraska department of highway safety office we are on the road friday final road show friday down at the single barrel last home game of the season is uh, we invite you down to the single barrel four to six on friday ahead of Nebraska and Wisconsin. So, uh, keep that uh, on the calendar. Should be a good time. Uh, a lot of red down there. Not sure what the, uh, the the travel party looks like for whiskey. But I know I'll be uh, eyeing a big old steak. We'll dive into some NFL. Wind out a Monday with Hale Varsity, presented by Currency.
1: Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring me in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at hailvarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio.
2: One final time, Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment, financing needs go currency. Big thanks to Charlie McBride, Jay Moore, and uh, all of your input on the StreamYard emails and Phone calls uh, with uh, Matt Rule Monday, (laughs) and uh, we'll see where tomorrow takes us. Mickey uh, scheduled at 1130. It is Wisconsin week. Mitch Sherman with us tomorrow, and uh, the godfather, Barry Alvarez, will join us tomorrow as well. Uh, Brad Edwards this week, Searles this week, Barney this week. So we're, uh, we're loaded up. Excited also for a Friday show down at the Single Barrel, man. Can't wait for that. Waiting on confirmation for Saturday morning, uh, the Single Barrel, ahead of that 11 a.m. kickoff. But that's always been a, a pretty good time, pretty good thing. And then Black Friday, man, two, uh, noon to 2 at the, uh, the Marriott uh, in Iowa City. We are doing that Black Friday show. I'll be streaming along with the U.S. Men's National Team game while we do this show,
4: so you're going to get a chance to see me really multitask and try to watch soccer and do kind a show at the same attention. time. pay to, attention? To the game or to the show? To, to the show. <laughs> I'll be kind I, of paying I, t- I need
2: you to pay attention to the show. I say, Have you ever watched Patna? soccer
4: before? Soccer is made to be a sport that's half paid attention to for 90 minutes. You're not supposed to pay attention to all 90 minutes of soccer. If you do, you're a crazy person. I. Uh, it, I it's a, meant to be background noise had a buddy a who bit.
2: went to, to South America to watch a soccer match and He lived to tell the tale? He did because he was neutral. (laughs) But I think it'd be fun to go over to England and check out a match Mm -hmm. and just be uh, on the right side of uh, whatever team. He's hosting. See, that's fair. It's pretty intense, right? Oh, it gets intense. England's one of the the better
4: spots in terms of you're not probably going to get you know mugged after the game for wearing the wrong colors. They've they've really worked on that over the past ten years or so, getting cutting down on hooliganism. I did a whole project on it in college. But really, uh, yeah. If 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 you're worried uh, about like getting stabbed, avoid France. Paris has had a lot of issues with uh, issues after matches recently.
2: Um, I just don't want someone putting their cigarette on on
4: me. That's Italy. Italy, is where you worry about that. Okay.
2: Well, man, look at you. (laughs) Don't do this. Do we have time for Meyerberg? Yes, we do. Uh, One objection out there to Rule is what's his hunger like, right? The guy's sitting on 60 million.
3: There absolutely was and has been a time for Matt Rule where Nebraska would have been a job that he took. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I can't say for sure that that is still the case right now, but I do know from a perspective of his mentality or, or the perspective of what it takes to be a elite level coach in the college level, these guys don't want to sit it out. They don't want to be on Fox Sports doing a chucklehead morning show where they're laughing at clips. They, they don't want to do that. Most guys don't, and Matt Rule is not conditioned to be that way. There's also these other factors. There are guys that he's worked with his entire career, who rely on him. He wants to give those guys jobs. He wants to continue you know, feeding these guys who have helped him become the coach that he is today. So a lot of factors go into play. I don't think he wants to sit out. Would he sit out if, if he couldn't get what he felt was the perfect or the right job? Yeah, But I do think that he's evaluating options now to get right back into the college game. If the opportunity is right for him to get back in that college, his reputation is almost peerless or impeccable uh, as a college coach. And, and I do think that it, it's, it would behoove him to get right back onto the horse. And I know he'll have his opportunity. If not at Nebraska, um, I promise you, another big-time program will hire him and not have any regrets.
2: Paul Meyerberg, uh, that is posted. Uh, the date is what, the 11th? O- October 11th, 2022. That's uh, that's Paul Meyerberg right after the rule firing, and it's been brought up again. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 on Hail Bar. So you have a good night. Thanks for the time. A
6: at Media Production.